You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Michael McIntyre. Thank you for listening to this podcast. It's going to be amazing. Listen, I want to let you know, a lot of people want to ask, McIntyre, when is the next level experience? Well, guess what? It's coming up here January 20th, the 21st, and the 22nd, 2023, right here in Dallas, Texas. Look, all you have to do is go to apply on our website at themichaelmcintyre.com. Cost you no money up front. At the end, if you want to bless us, paying it forward, whatever you think it's worth, rock on. Hey, it's an experience. It's not a conference, right? So you get to be there starting on Friday at 2.30. goes until Friday night around 9.30, Saturday morning, 8 a.m. till around Saturday night around 9.30 p.m., Sunday morning, 8 a.m. to about 9.30 p.m. It's incredible. It's an experience. It's Holy Spirit-filled. It's Jesus-centered, and we are all about taking your life to the next level. It's for those people whose lives are working but know that you want more. Yeah, maybe more money, more business, more relationships, more spirit-filled, whatever it is. Go check it out, though. It's going to be epic. Welcome to McIntyre's Next Level Podcast, a place for entrepreneurs, leaders, and dreamers to awaken and be activated to their full potential. Are you ready to get out of the boat and experience your next level? Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Welcome, everybody. Michael McIntyre here, your most humblest host here at the Next Level Podcast. McIntyre, right here in Studio M. And man, we are spitting fire today. <laughs> That's right. Fire, baby. There's some fire-breathing evangelists down here today. We got the incredible, amazing evangelist, speaker, pastor, leader, David Erson down in Florida. And David, welcome to the Next Level Podcast, brother. Hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate being on the, on the podcast. Yeah, man. So I had the pleasure of meeting you and your wife at the time. She wasn't your wife, but you were dating uh, down in West Palm Beach about a year or so ago. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was true. Yeah. We had a great time at the Next Level Experience and learned a lot about Yeah, it was really amazing. You guys really showed up big. And uh, I really I just I I found that your your story was so fascinating and what you've done and uh, come to find out we had some connections here, but you got this amazing evangelical min- or evangelical. I guess it's evangelical. Evan, you're an evangelist uh, out there spreading the gospel all over the world. And I've seen some of your pictures, and I and I want to share some of these later with uh, our uh, listeners and viewers and your website. But man, you've been in some crazy places with some massive crowds, have you not? Yes, I go to places that most people don't want to go. Pakistan, India, Bangladesh, Africa. I mean, these aren't uh, places that people desire to go on vacation. I can tell you that. And uh, I mean, the biggest crowds that I get, uh, the biggest country of crowds is Pakistan. There's a real authentic revival going on on in Pakistan. The last time I was there, we had well over 100,000 people there. 100,000. And the vast majority, we estimate about 75% of the crowd is probably um, Muslim or, or of another religion, you know, and we get to preach a simple, clear gospel message and tens of thousands of people give their lives to Jesus, uh, of course, in Pakistan, but everywhere we go, we just, it's, it's, it's amazing to see. Wow. I love that. All right. So that's, that's pretty exciting. I mean, to be in front of a crowd of a hundred thousand plus, man, that's like, you know, that's like a Michigan football game, man. Yep. <laughs> that's yep. a big, that's a big deal. And all right, so and I know that we we've shared, we've talked a little bit too, uh, on uh, in this about the Muslims and and them coming to Jesus. Why do you think so many Muslims are now coming to Jesus? 
Yeah. So this is just an opinion, you know, so I can't, there's no, not a fact, but sure. I believe that radical Islam is having the opposite effect of what they want. So when they are going out and, and bombing, you know, killing people, 9-11 stuff, killing all kinds of people, the, the lukewarm Muslim is looking at that and saying, if that is my religion, I, I don't want it. Right? right. And then people like myself and other evangelists go in and preach a gospel of love a gospel of peace and a gospel of joy, a gospel of loving your enemy, not killing your enemy, right? And we go in, we, we preach this gospel and, and hundreds of thousands, I mean, really, I mean, including all my evangelist friends, we've seen literally millions upon millions of people come to Jesus, mainly Muslim. And people are getting saved not only through our, our outreaches, but also through dreams, through visions. Like the Lord has a very yes. uh, unique way. I'm just one tool out of the Lord's massive tool belt that he's using to go and, and, and uh, preach the gospel. But I, I yeah. do believe radical Islam has the opposite effect of what they want. I, and I, 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 I think that's amazing. I, I haven't thought about that, but that makes a lot of sense, David. One of the things that I've heard a lot about, I know talking to Robbie Dawkins, I don't know if you know Robbie or not, a uh, friend of mine, and he's, he's like you, he's all over the place out there in the, in the God forsaken places where angels fear to tread. You guys are out there on the front <laughs> line. And yeah. he, he says that the Muslims that he's encountered, the, the big ones, the, 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 um, I don't know what they're the the imams or whatever they are. They're getting radically changed and, and uh, uh, coming over to Jesus through dreams, and, yeah. and Jesus comes to them through dreams. Have you found that to be true in your experience? Absolutely, absolutely. I've heard numerous amounts of testimonies, and there's an amazing tool. It's, it's called um, More Than Dreams. If you just go on YouTube, it's, it's not it's not my stuff. It's somebody else's. But there's five different testimonies of Muslims praying and saying, "God, reveal yourself to me." And, and that night, all of a sudden, Jesus appears in a dream saying, I am God, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Surrender your life to me. And the next day they wake up and their life is completely different. And so Come more on. than dreams, just Google it on YouTube. Um, it, it's an amazing tool. Just to, just to, it's like a it's like 30-minute documentary style, um, how they got saved and, and healed and delivered. And so, um, but yeah, absolutely. We hear that stuff all the time. I love that, David. I, I get I get excited just hearing about that. I'm gonna have to go to that YouTube channel and look at that because I I find that that builds my faith too, you know. And I love that that the, that these radically, you know, uh, that these Muslims get radically shifted just by a dream and how Jesus comes in there and, and just it just changes them. Uh, it's it's really cool. Okay, so I want to dive into a little bit of your background because your background is quite amazing. I know you're from Iowa, uh, yeah. which you know I like Iowa, but it's not that amazing. Not that amazing. <laughs> but it's still, Orlando's hey, a lot better. Yeah, I live in Orlando. There's a lot of corn out there, David. Yeah. A lot of corn. A lot of corn. corn. But uh, you you got to study the fortunate uh, study underneath uh, uh, the late great Reinhard Bunke, did you not? Yes, and so I was under his ministry for about two years, um, and he actually, you know, Evangelist Bonk, he's passed away now, uh, but he right. handed the ministry to a guy named Evangelist Daniel Kalinda, and mm -hmm. so Evangelist Kalinda, about 10 years ago, this happened in 2013, he decided, he felt led by the Lord to disciple just six individuals for a whole year, and I was one of six individuals wow. who for one year got trained by the best of the best of how to organize and conduct and lead these big, massive gospel crusades. Now, for wow. those of you who don't understand who evangelist Reinhard Bonnke is or who evangelist Daniel Kalenda is, the best way that I 
can relate to it. It's, it's like being trained by the Michael Jordan of evangelism <laughs> or, the law, or the Pele of soccer or whatever. It's like, right. it, 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 like you might be able to equal him. You might say, oh, well, LeBron James is better than Michael, whatever. Like, like you can't get better than, 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 these, than this team. Right. And the fact that I got chosen, it's a long story, but, but the fact that only six individuals got chosen for one whole year to be hands-on mentored, trained us on what to do, how to do it, what not to do, just all of the practicals of having your own evangelistic ministry, and then to go out and say, okay, now go and do it, you know, and so um, it was a huge privilege, huge honor, that was in 2013, uh, that, wow. that program was one year, and then after that, I worked for Evangelist Bonky in his ministry for about a year after that, and so since 2015, I've had my own nonprofit, my own 501c3 going out and, and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ all over the, all over the world. No, that's awesome. All right. So I, I love that. I love your energy in this. I love, I, I love being uh, that you went in and got that training from excellence. And I think that's really good to have that excellence training. All right. So where, how do you decide where you're going to go? I mean, you've been in some, you know, you know, Pakistan, India, Bangladesh, these are some, you know, uh, intense places. And have you, have you looked at going to Iraq or uh, Ukraine or anything like that? I was actually in Iraq just last year, um, but we went. We it was more of a of a scouting trip. Like it, would, it was no crusade, but just seeing if the crowd, if the if the time was ready to go to Iraq. And mm-hmm. I actually just texted my one of my main contacts there last week, and he was saying like uh, he thinks we need a little bit more time before we can actually prepare anything. Um, but Iraq is huge. Uh, Ukraine. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of people who go to the Ukraine and do some stuff, but with the war, I, I would have to look into it. You know, my wife is Russian. Um, and so she's all for going to the Ukraine and Russia and, and she loves, you know, uh, just preaching the gospel, even, even in those countries. Um, but you know, the way that I decide really, I mean, I'm an evangelist and so I don't really pray too much on where I go. Like I pray every morning, every morning I get the, I I wake up, I make a pot of coffee, (laughs) get my Bible out and I pray, I do pray, (laughs) but, but really honestly, like if there's an open door, I go you know, unless the Lord clearly says, don't go. Like if I have, if I have the money, because these events are very expensive, like an average oh, it. costs about 60,000, sometimes $80,000. And if I have the money and the events there, I, I, I just, I just go, you know? And yeah. so um, I get open doors uh, all the time to go all over the place, you know? And, and do you, all right. So that's really cool. And so uh, do you do also uh, stateside ministry? Do you do stateside evangelism? You know, my my one of my passions actually is for the United States to preach the gospel inside of churches. So good. Because I mean, I hate to say this, um, and this might be a uh, you know controversial thing, but I believe that most people who attend church on an average Sunday are probably not born again believers. Just my observation. Yeah. Um, oh, so, I get it. I, I think that's a good observation. I do. I think there's probably a lot of that, especially if you take in, you know, the, you know, the Catholicism and everything else. There's a, there's a massive amounts of people that haven't been born again. You know, one of the things that I'm watching right now, and you probably watch it, is The Chosen. Yes. Yeah? yes, yes and, yes, yes. and you know, the story of Nicodemus is so fascinating to me. And, uh, you know, my heart broke for Nicodemus, the way they portrayed him in The Chosen, because he didn't understand how to be born again. You know, and as smart as Nicodemus was, and really, I I believe Nicodemus knew that Jesus was the son of God. And I think he really had a heart for that, but he couldn't give up 
his what he had and so i just find that fascinating and i and i and there is i mean i you know i was raised catholic and uh you know i i, I just went because my parents had me go uh but i i never got really born again until you know uh, i was 48 years old and uh and then rebaptized and so because i was baptized as a baby in the catholicism when i was i don't know you know four weeks old or something you know i don't remember it so uh but i do remember my baptism as an adult and being born again and then born again also then born in the holy spirit yeah uh and having the holy spirit and so i think it's a big deal and i think you're right and i think one of the things too uh uh, is we need evangelism in this country. We need evangelism worldwide because, you know, America, as you know, it, we've got, you know, we've got it pretty good, right? I mean, we really do, you know, yeah. as bad as we think it is with the, you know, the president or whatever's going on or taxes or whatever, it's still a lot better than Bangladesh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, when I took my kids into bed um, at night, I I always say, "Tell me what you're thankful for today." You know, they're 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 twins; they're six years old, and so um, I'm like, "What are you thankful for?" You know, I'm like, "You need to be thankful for the food and for the for the bed we sleep in, for the toothbrush and toothpaste and deodorant and, and body wash." I mean, it, like I I was in Bangladesh probably three months ago, or, um, and and I took a video of of this homeless man sleeping on concrete. And I said, I sent it to my, to my wife to show it to the kids. And I said, guys, this is why I want you to be thankful because homeless people here in, in uh, the United States, but not at all compared to what it is in these third world countries and the, and the government, they don't even care. They don't even try to help them. You know, like at least here we have shelters and we have other stuff to try to help the homeless as best as we can. Um, And I'm sure we could do a better job, but even over there, they don't even care. Like, like if you're homeless, you're meant to be homeless. Like, like it's your own fault. Uh, good luck, you know. Right. Um, and so we are so spoiled here in the United States. And, and when we I really come, are. And when I hear people complain about stuff that doesn't matter, about their food being too cold or too hot or like <laughs> give me a break, like <laughs> it's well, I think, and I love that you, you know, I had my daughters. Uh, uh, they went to India years ago, and they went to an uh, orphanage ran by a, an ex nun, and. Uh, they were uh the orphanage was for children that had uh hiv and mm. or aids and uh the, in in india as you probably know they shun those children right and, and they're like an outcast they're a pariah and so they put them in these orphanages if they're lucky they get in these orphanages and they got to go over there and you know these kids had nothing this 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 ex-nun had nothing but daily manna showed up you know, and so they had to have they had to have faith, extreme faith, and they did. Uh, but it was really, you know, it, it puts things in perspective of you know what we have here compared to what the rest of the world is like. You know, often I talk about you know the average income around the world is nine dollars a month. You know, yeah. a month, and you know, and we sit here and complain at twenty bucks an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I mean, are we kidding? You know, and so. Uh, but look, I understand, you know, and I, I do believe the United States of America was founded on Judeo-Christian values and God put it in place. I do believe that. And but I also believe the reason why we have that blessing, the reason why we're the most richest and powerful country is for guys like you uh, to go out there and preach the gospel in, yeah. you know, in, you know, hell's corner of the earth. Right. And and bring that in there because that's, you know, that's a great commission, is it not? Yeah. Amen. Amen. 
you know, and of course we need funds, right. To go and preach. Yes. And uh, yeah, it takes money. So, so let me ask you about that, David, because I know that, you know, uh, you know, I know Peter Lewis and I know, you know, I, I got to hang out with Reinhardt Bunky and uh, David Green down in Boca Raton. And, you know, and I, <laughs> I remember when I first came to Jesus and we said, hey, do you know Heidi Baker and Reinhardt Bunky? I said, no, are they cartoons? I mean, you know, I didn't know <laughs> these names were kind of funny to me. I had no idea. But God put me in these places where like, which I shouldn't have been in, but he wanted me there. So it was a blessing for me to be in that spot. And so, uh, but I do know that, uh, you know, uh, the Bunky administration or the uh, ministry, you know, would spend millions of dollars a year on their, you know, on these on these huge crusades and these evangel evangelical trips and going out to different places and putting on. I know one time he had 300,000 people come to Jesus in one of his uh, deals. And so that's incredible. So what what does it cost and what how do you guys determine the cost? Because I know we talked about. Uh, fundraising and you you're you're a member of the this organization i want you to share it with our listeners because i think i think this is important too in yeah. his kingdom business and kingdom ministry yeah so the the organization i'm a part of uh, well first of all the ministry i have is called making jesus known evangelistic ministries and that's my deepest heart's desire is to make jesus known literally i love that that's simple and to the point i like pithy david yeah. that's so good very simple my wife thinks, thinks i'm too simple sometimes but i'm very very simple oh it's good and, so the organization we are uh, uh, under, well, not under, that's not the right word, but we are a part of, it's called the ECFA. It stands for the Evangelical Christian Financial Accountability. Financial Accountability. We take our finances very serious. And also evangelist Ryan Herbonke and Daniel Kalinda's ministry is a part of that, a part of that as well, which is why, how I learned about it, you know. And so this organization really makes sure that we are spending the money the way that we say we're spending the money. So if anybody out there who wants to give, they can do research. You can go to ecfa.org. You can type in making Jesus known and my financials will come up. We have to be um, uh, audited every year. It's not audited, but it's like being audited every year. Right. All the, uh, I, think, I think it's called a compilation for those of you who are um, financial freaks, but not, forgive me, not freaks. <laughs> um, but financial guys, you know, uh, uh, but, but financial, um, yeah, so, but we are a part of that because we wanted you guys to rest assured, right? That we are spending the money the way we say we are. So these events for one one crusade for evangelist Ron Herbonke on average would cost about $1 million, $1 million. Um, My crusades that I have, they're not nearly as big. Of course, 100,000 people is pretty big, but it's not quite yeah. compared to what they had. They would literally have hundreds of thousands of people for one night, you know, um, the biggest crowd that Reinhard Bonnke had was 1.6 million for one night, one evening, 1.6 million. Okay. Where, where was that at, David? That was in Lagos, Nigeria, 2000, I think the year 2000, I believe. Well, that had to break some records, didn't it? Uh, I, I don't know. At least personal records for sure. I mean, I've yeah. not looked into worldwide records. So, um, but <laughs> so my events, again, Pakistan, we had 100,000 people. Uh, last time I went and that we had, and that's honestly, I'll just say this first, my, my team was saying we had about 200, 200,000 people. So I'm being very conservative saying it's probably about half that, honestly, you know? Um, and so like, <laughs> cutting the numbers in half from what my team says, but that event costs about $80,000. So if you do and so that, that covers your travel, your hotel and food and right. And then the event itself, renting the place probably needs security at some point. Right. And so I got some pretty heavy security 
but but just do the math here for a second. I'm not the best at math, I've been told. But if you do the math, that's 80 cents for one person to come and hear the gospel. That's pretty good. 80 cents, right? That's good. Not, yeah. When you hear $80,000, like, oh, oh my gosh, right? Um, but but what we do is we hire, I think for that particular event, we had about 300 buses that we hired to go out and pick people up. And then they they, they bring people back. Um, we advertise we we advertise the radio, billboards, TV, any way that we can. We we advertise. We have to run out the stage, the lights, the sound system, like like everything, the chairs. Like we have to pay for all these expenses. So the right. meet line over there in the hotel are the cheap parts of the of the actual event. It, it, you know, mm-hmm. um, and and then we have people working for us who we, who we have to pay on the ground. And sure. so any of anybody who knows events knows that eighty thousand dollars for a big event of a hundred thousand people is actually really dirt cheap you know yeah yeah um, and so now now um you know my crusades in india and bangladesh are not as expensive as that i would say usually roughly about uh forty to fifty thousand dollars um but again every single dollar can bring one or two people to these events it depends on again i can't guarantee you i, I can't you know it was funny i was in india last month and it rained it rained heavily and that massively affected the attendance. Oh yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Right. So, yeah. so I can't guarantee that, you know, if you give a dollar, one person's going to come for sure. Right. I can't affect rain. I can't affect all this stuff, but it's like, right. we're trying our best to, to make it a way where people come and it's easy. We provide transportation. We provide everything needed for them to come. And, and, and we even provide them some places. We provide them food because they, they don't want to come because they, don't, they can't eat. So we give them food to come and eat. Sure. Yeah. Right. Well, that's it. You know, Jesus fed the masters too. And when he was out evangelizing, yes, you know, yeah, he did. And he asked for his father uh, to, to, to finance it. And he did. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Absolutely. That's good. I, you know what I, I love about you, David, is that you're transparent in all this. And I think it's really important. I mean, a lot of times people have these events and all that stuff and they're raising money, which is great, but I love your transparency in this pro in this, this process. And I love that group that you belong to for accountability. I think it's very kingdom minded and I love that. All right. So uh, right. let me ask you this. What, what is it right now that you feel, I mean, you know, we just got through this pandemic, right. And the whole world went through this pandemic at the same time which was kind of bizarro uh and i don't know you know but i kind of realize i kind of believe that the whole world went through that flood at the same time you know yeah right and i think you know and that was a, to you know do a lot of uh you know <laughs> god was fed up with some stuff on there and uh but uh but also he gave us a beautiful rainbow afterwards right right and yeah. and uh so with that okay where where is where do you feel uh, the spirit is moving right now on earth and what is it what does the mission field look like for evangelists like yourself you know the lord is opening up doors that only he can open you know and so there are so many open doors now for me specifically in this time i've opened doors in pakistan bangladesh and india i'm going to be going to all three of those places in the next probably four months or so um to preach the gospel and but so one one amazing thing about evangelist daniel Kalinda is he is training up now, fast forward 10 years to now, he's training up hundreds of, of, of evangelists and, and they're all here in Orlando, Florida. Now I live here in Orlando, Florida. So Orlando is, has probably 500 evangelists living here in, in <laughs> Orlando. Like it, it's just an amazing place to be if you're an evangelist. So there's doors open. I could evangelize all day, every day, 
all over the world. Like, like it, it, it's just the doors are are endless that, that are opening up, really. Um, but I try to stay focused on what I believe the Lord has called me specifically to do. Um, and that's India, Bangladesh, and, and Pakistan. Yeah. And so what what is it? What part of the gospel? So let's say you show up over there in Pakistan, you got, you know, 100,000 people in the audience. What part of the gospel is is your go to? What is, do you wait to the Holy Spirit to move upon you? I, I know you prepare, obviously, just like any sermon. What What is it, though, are they most hungry for in that process? You know, I, I think the gospel, I try to keep it very, very, very simple. A lot of these people overseas, I mean, I don't mean this in an offensive way, but they're not educated. Like right. they're very, I can't use big words. I can't use um, a lot of heady talk, right? So I have to keep it very simple. And people, even in the Bible days, they they responded by stories. So mm-hmm. I really, and you're, of course, a public speaker. Any public speaker, you have to have good stories. If you don't have good stories, you're going to be boring. Nobody's going to like, you know? And so uh, I try to go over there and I try to tell parables of the gospel, uh, but the six points that I really tried to point at the, the point at is that Jesus is God. Muslims yes. get that point. Jesus is God, right? Jesus lived a perfect life that I couldn't live and that you couldn't live. Jesus died on the cross. He died the death that I should have died, and he died the death that you should have died. And he became our sin. Like we're all sinners. We've all fallen short. And he became my lying, your cheating, my stealing, my, you know, he became right. our sin. And then he rose from the dead. After he died, he rose from the dead. And then we, then we have to repent, we have to believe, and we have to surrender everything over to Jesus. Like, I, I, like, I try to keep it so very simple. You know, I remember I, I, talking about stories. I remember I invited a friend of mine to um, evangelist uh, um, Bonky's crusade here in the United States. And he, it was a Bible college student. Of, uh, it, was, it was a classmate of mine back in Bible college days. Mm-hmm. And I asked him afterwards, I said, hey, man, like, what did you think of the crusade? Like, what did you like it? He said, oh, man, it was good, but I didn't learn anything. I said, good. Like, like <laughs> this is a gospel crusade. Like, I hope you already know the gospel. Like, right. We're not preaching. We're not preaching to people who already know the gospel. We're preaching to people who don't know who Jesus is. That's so right. Very basic, very simple. So when you come to my crusades, I, I hope you don't learn anything. <laughs> you know, because I, I, hope, I hope you already know the gospel, you know? Yeah. And so it's so simple. Um, it's just Jesus and him crucified, you know, repent and believe. And again, I, I do it in a lot of storytelling ways, but it's very simple on, on how I do it. That's good. I think there's a song out there by uh, uh, the Simple Gospel. Uh, I can't remember the band's name, but anyways, um, yeah, that's great. I, I love that. If you, you know, you shouldn't learn anything if you're if you're already a believer. You should just maybe get reinforcement. Uh, that's awesome. All right, so. Uh, I love this. All right. So tell us, tell our listeners where they can find your website. Give us your website address uh, so they can. We have some generous listeners out there and some people out there. You may have touched their heart with your uh, your your evangel- evangelist over there in, in Pakistan, Bangladesh, India, and uh, get financing on that. You might want to donate. I know that uh, subscriptions the best for you. I think it plans out things, but you'll take one time donations as well, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, share with your our audience uh, where they can find you and, and look at your website. Yeah, so makingjesusknown.org, makingjesusknown.org. Um, if you do .com, you'll get to a different website. So make sure you do .org. Um, and you can just hit the donate button. And if you wanted to give monthly, and the reason why I, I do try to push monthly is because it helps us plan out our, yes. our year, right? And so if I know that you know $25 is coming in from Johnny Smith down the road, right. you know, and add that up by, times that by 
a thousand people. Like I can, I can accurately can budget things out and budget, you know? So my budget for this year is about $250,000. Okay. Um, I've gotten about, I need to do the exact math, but, but about 25,000, maybe 30,000 uh, this year was okay. great, but I still need about $225,000 more just, just for this year, you yeah. know? Um, and of course, one-time donations are great, but in order to effectively do these campaigns, it's the best to do it monthly. It's very easy. If you go to the website, makingjesusknown.org, hit the donate button, and it just leads you right through the whole thing. If you want to do right. monthly, you can hit, you can hit monthly. If you want to do weekly, you can hit, hit it weekly. Um, and 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 just so our listeners know, it, David's not out here living a two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year life. Okay, he's not. Okay, Far I can show you my apartment right now. It's a two bedroom, two bed. It's just, yeah, <laughs> right. No, yeah. but what? But but this takes money to go out there and evangelize. Yes, and and this money is put to use. And like you said, he's got it down to where it's almost eighty cents uh, per per soul <laughs> to bring in, which yeah. is really good. And I like the way you broke that down for an ROI. So if you feel if you feel called on this, if you want to support. Uh, an amazing evangelist. This guy's the real deal. We got, I really got to know him and his wife in Next Level Experience down in West Palm Beach, which was awesome. And I like his energy. And he came to Dallas. We had lunch. And uh, I think I introduced you to Peter Lewis. I'm not sure if I did or not. Uh, not well, next time I'm in Dallas, so that'd be yeah, great. Good, good. And we got to get you over to Storehouse to preach too. And so uh, give us some dates when you're coming in. I'll, I'll uh, connect you up with Tracy Eckert over there because I know that she would love to, they'd love to hear your hear your sermon uh but they want they want they want some meat you got to bring some meat and potatoes yeah, in that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah i'll do that i, I that's my, i love that that's good, that's I good. Can do that. so, so that's all right so i always ask all of our uh interviewees uh two questions at the end uh number one what what scripture you're sitting on right now and why and also what interesting books have you read lately you know um as far as scripture I mean, one of my just go-to scriptures all the time is Romans 116, for I am unashamed of the gospel of Christ, you know, and, and that's one of my just life verses, because the truth is, I want to be unashamed at the gas station, at the grocery store, at Walmart, and speaking on stage as well, like, it's not just me uh, on stage, right, like, it, it's my lifestyle, um, whether I'm in it, like everywhere, like my wife and kids are, you know, they, they, you know, they, they get delayed sometimes whenever we go into a store. Um, and cause I want, I want to teach my kids, Hey, this is important. It's important to pray for people. It's important to talk to people about Jesus. Amen. So that's just my life verse. Be unashamed of the gospel, no matter where you're at, whether you have a microphone or not. Um, so that's, that's it. As far as books, I hate to say, I'm not a huge reader. I read, I read the Bible. Um, but as far as like books in general, like I need to be better at reading. I, I actually, like, I just, I'm not a good reader, but as far as books of the Bible, I can, I can do that one. <laughs> um, what book, what books in the Bible are you reading right now? I mean, Ephesians is one of my go-to books. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and it's funny because my wife and I, we were just talking about the next level experience and, and, uh, one of the main things that it taught us. And one of the main things that you emphasize is knowing who you are. Mm -hmm. I remember at the last day we had to stand up and until you believed us, until the whole uh, people at the next level experience, until mm -hmm. we convinced you that we knew who we were, you, like we had to say it again and again and again, right? And Ephesians is all about your identity in Christ, right. knowing who you are, knowing that you're loved, knowing that you're forgiven, knowing that you're redeemed, knowing that you are predestined, knowing that you That's um, right. are, are, are chosen, 
like, and if you don't know who you are in Christ to go out and do ministry, it, it can be dangerous, right? And, and and we're still learning. Like, I'm still, I'm not, I don't perfectly know who I am, uh, but like, I'm trying my best to dig into Ephesians and really uh, go out there and, and do, just know who I am, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. And yeah, I, I love that, David. I think Ephesians is really good for, it's good for beginner Christians and it's good for seasoned Christians. You know, it really is because it teaches all about Christianity and, and, you know, and how we show up and who we are in him. And uh, yeah. And Paul wrote some letters to the Ephesians too. Yes. Yes, he did. And revival happened. I think it was Acts 19, if I believe it right, that, that revival happened in Ephesus, you know, and they, they came and they burned, they had a big bonfire of burning all their idols, you know? Yeah. Um, it's pretty intense yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really good well man i'm so, please please tell Nat- N- N- natalia did i say it right yes 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 yeah, good tell her i said hello and uh, next time we need to have both of you on the podcast man i want I, it, did, did she get a chance to go with you over to some of these countries uh she she wants to you know we just got married as, as you know but just for the audience like we just got married three months ago um and she had two kids uh so she was married before her husband passed away. It's actually yeah. a crazy story. Um, but, uh, but she has, you know, we, she has kids. We have kids, you know, as of three months ago, I'm a, you know, husband and father of two as of three months ago. <laughs> first um, time too, right? First time, first, first marriage and uh, first. And how, how old are you, David? 33. Yes. Jesus yeah. year, baby. It's Jesus year. Year of death. But resurrection comes after, you know? Yes. So I'm learning. I'm learning. So are, are you just out of curiosity? Are you watching the Chosen, or have you watched it? Uh, we watched the first like for, we, season one, and we started season two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we season two is awesome. It's really yeah. good. You know, for yeah. you listeners out there, if you haven't watched the Chosen, man, check it out. It's yeah. really incredible. I tell you, there's some things in there that just really, really increase my faith watching it. You know, and it's funny, David, because we know the story, we know the parables, we know, but seeing it acted out and some of the acting is really good. Some of it's mediocre. Uh, but uh, I think, you know, Dallas Jenkins does a wonderful job with what he had. And uh, I just think it's really cool. I hear, I hear it's bringing a lot of people to, to Jesus too. Yeah. Yeah. And there's always controversy. I've heard even the most recent episode or whatever, the, 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 people always have different opinions on, <laughs> is it good? Is it bad? Is it demonic? Is it heresy? I, I don't know. You know, but I, I think it's great. <laughs> I, think it's really good. I think it's really good. You know? Yeah. I mean, everybody's a theologian, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Apparently so. That's... <laughs> Everybody comes up with their own interpretation. Well, man, listen, David, it's so good to have you on, on the next level uh, uh, talk uh, podcast. And, you know, we at McIntyre are proud of what you guys are doing out there. And uh, we just hope that our, uh, and I know we'll get some people out here to donate. And uh, listen, just, you know, uh, if your heart is tweaking on here, uh, you know, do a subscription, $25 a month. You know, some of y'all can do, you know, $1,000 a month. Some of you just $5 a time, whatever, uh, to bless into the, in, into and sow a seed, you know. And when you sow that seed in there, tell tell the tell that seed what you want it to do. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's just like Jesus preached, you know, if you t- tell the, you know, an orange seed will produce orange uh, trees. And so that money that you sow in to David's uh, evangelical ministry uh, will produce uh, fruit, 
Yes. And just and tell what's true, what, what you want back in there. So sowing a seed, bless them. And uh, man, I'm proud of you, brother. Thank you for being the man that you are, to putting it out there, going to where most people don't want to go, to share the gospel, to bring Jesus out to the people that don't know him and converting these Muslims. I love that, man. It's so awesome, bro. So uh, so God bless you. Keep, let, keep us up to date on what's going on in your ministry. Yeah, we yeah. do. We'll do. Yeah, and when you get over there to uh, Bangladesh or something, man, you know, uh, you know, get a postcard. I like to see if they even have postcards in Bangladesh. I'll find out. I've never bought one. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. All right, man. Thanks so much, brother. Peace out. Okay. God bless you. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate it. And and uh, yeah, it's it an honor being on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Next Level Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. For more resources to help you maintain your next level life, join our community at themichaelmcintyre.com.